Yeah. Here we go. On the three, two, one. Uh, we are speaking with a former heavy petting drummer and current singer in that burnt out wreck. It is the one, uh, the only uh, Gary Moat. Uh, bonjour, monsieur, as we say in Montreal. How are you? I am good, thanks. Yeah, how are you? Good, good. And, uh, well, listen, your album is named This Is Hell. <laughs> and it's sort of yeah. what we're going through right now with the uh, with the computer connection. But uh, talk to me just real quick about moving from behind the kit to in front of the mic. Uh, was that an easy transition or had you always wanted to be a singer? No, I never wanted to be a singer. You know, that was a, that's just a vicious rumor. But um, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, um, I was always a songwriter. Uh, myself and Gordon and Heavy Pitten uh, were always from a very early age, 13, when we were at primary school, uh, primary school. We met at the end of primary school going into secondary school. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, it wasn't to be a singer. I was the drummer on Heavy Pitten. I was very happy with that and would still be if we did kept going and the band had got bigger as we should have done, you know. But um, So getting out and getting on the mic, yeah, it was, it was daunting, let's just say that. You, know? you can hide behind your drums and your cymbals, but you can't hide in front of a microphone, you know. Yeah, so Behind a microphone. No, no, you, you can't. because So when you're, when you're out there in front of the mic, uh, talk to me about sort know. of the... The, the the being the frontman kind of thing, or, or do you take from the school of Alice Cooper and David Bowie and, and, and give them a flashy show, or are you more of the sit-back-in-the-pocket kind of singer? Um, there's no flashy show, as it were, but um, it's just full-on energy rock and roll, you know, uh, very much, obviously, in an ACDC vein, uh, straight ahead, no nonsense, so... Yeah, I like to get out there and scream my um, head off, as it were, you know, and uh, just I uh, just have taken to it, so <laughs> I enjoy it, and we're getting good feedback on it, so it just makes you happy, smiling behind your eyes there, you know? It really does. Uh, talk to me about putting together a new band, because obviously Heavy Petting was 40 years ago. How do you how do you assemble this one? Do, do you sort of think back and, and, and say, okay... We're going to make another hard rock band and, and we're going to play some of the old songs. Or do you look forward and just say, nope, it's going to be all new, new sound, new everything. Uh, talk to me about putting together Burnt Out Wreck. Because it's been, what, four years, five years now? 2016? 2016, uh, yeah. Swallow went in and recorded Swallow, the first album. Yeah. But, you know, like half the, half the songs on Swallow were actually written way back in 91. You know, uh, when myself and Gordon put a band together called Mother's Ruin, um, which was on and off, on and off over the years. And um, 2016, I thought, well, I'm going to go in and record these songs because I just want people to hear the songs and see what what comes out at the end of the day. So, yeah, that's what happened. And we went. And after I recorded the album, we had to find a, a live band, you know, which was the... As you say, how do you put a band together? <laughs> you know, so yeah, uh, just put the feelers out, found some players, and uh, everyone in them's great. And yeah, we just get out there and give it a large. Now, uh, recently, Heavy Petten put out a uh, best of, and of course, the fine folks at Louder Sound had a had had an opinion on that. But 
Was that something that you were involved with or is that something that just sort of shows up and you go, hey, might have wanted to call me? Yeah, I think that um, like what you're saying there, Heavy Penton put out, Heavy Penton didn't put out, you know, no band puts out a best of, or no band does anything like that if they're not, you know, it's uh, whoever has the license, you know, um, puts it out, you know, way back in the early 2000s, it was a company called Majestic Rock that got the licenses for the Heavy Penton stuff and they put it out, but you know. All the money just went goodbye. It didn't come anywhere near Heavy Petting, you know, or the original record company for that matter. So getting the licenses back was purely and simply uh, Claire, my wife and manager's gig, really. You know, it's got nothing to do with me. I'm just one of the five original guys from the band. And, yeah, but hopefully we can... If if we make any money, it will come back and it will go back to where it should be going instead of being, you know, just stolen for all these years, you know. So, yeah, it's actually Burnt Out Records that's put out the Heavy Pen and Best Of album, not, not Heavy Pen. Not Heavy Pen, not the band. So, so let me ask you about this band because, you know, here in Canada, we had a band called or have a band called Anvil. And they started off and they were opening up for people like Aerosmith and they had all kinds of great heat going. And then it sort of fell apart. And then they made this movie, this documentary, which perhaps you've seen, which was terrific. And it sort of put them back on the map. And for me, I I draw some comparisons to your story because you had it all. You were the next Def Leppard. You were the next this and that. Then it falls apart. Um, Any chance that you might consider making a, a... documentary style movie and and get back with all the guys i mean whether you like them or not and 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 just sort of say hey come on we've got a funny story here or i mean a sad story what is it a sad story or funny story what kind of story is it by the way it's all of that you know (laughs) all of that and more you know like every band in the world that got you know up to a certain level and then got it all pulled away from them you know it's just uh it's the same old same old song and dance, you know. Uh, uh, bon Scott's a long way at the top. If you want to rock and roll, the, the lyrics to everybody's life is in that song. It's just crazy. But yeah, I mean, people have asked, you know, the, a lot of people, um, because Claire's got the album, the Heavy Pen album back catalogue, uh, a lot of people assume that Claire is actually involved with Heavy Pen in a day to day which obviously isn't the case, you know. It's uh, She's burnt out Riggs manager, and, and that's that. Um, so people do come through and say, would you be interested in doing these kind of things? But at the moment, no, I, I'm in burnt out wreck. I, I just say, <laughs> not just now, not just now, you know. And, uh, yeah, I don't uh, – it could happen very easily. None of us uh, hate each other. We don't hate each other. Right. Um you know, I, you know, I've not seen Brian, the bass player, for a couple of years when we played up in Glasgow, burnt out wreck, you know, and he came to see us. And right. uh, I've not seen Punky for many years, you know, and uh, I've seen Hamey uh, and Gordon Martin. 2019, they were playing at the same festival as Hard Rock Hell Festival as I was with burnt out wreck. And I spoke to Hamey there for about 20 minutes or so, you know. And, that's the first time I'd seen him since 
1989, 1990, something like that. Let me ask you that about the story. And, and I know you've gone over the story a million times, but ultimately, did it come down to a management failure, a band failure, or did somebody at the record company play politics and go, oh, yeah, watch this, no support, see what happened? I mean, what, what's, what's sort of the, the real story on, on why you are not Def Leppard and not on a stadium tour this year? Because you had the talent, we know that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's right, you know. And at the time, it, it was for the minute we got signed, we were <laughs> started going downhill. You know, you get your from your A and R man who's changing his job in six months' time. Okay, so he goes, who are you left with? A new guy. He's getting you. He don't like you. He didn't sign you. So right away, you start getting that kind of thing going on. So like you say, there is loads of inner politics goes on, you know. Um, and, you know, and management, yeah, we went through two managers. First manager was, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, here, here, let, me, let me ask but you this. You <laughs> what Was the sound uh, too crafted for the american market and and therefore the the european market went uh-uh it's too slick for us because it did have a very sort of mtv sound mtv slick sound to it which as a canadian who's basically a de facto american i love whereas i know sometimes in europe they go oh they sold out fuck them <laughs> yeah but you don't know no, the first album is uh, totally um, twin guitar mm -hmm. heaven, you know, and it's just marvelous, you know. Uh, yep. That was us coming. That was us doing what we did best and what we we grew up to try to become that band, and that is the very band. Uh, moving on, yeah, obviously, like you say, those Death Leopard influences right across the pond, you know. Uh, everybody, as soon as Death Leopard got Mott Lang and that drum sound and their big guitars and yeah, all the record companies just seen the, the dollar pound signs and said, we'll have some of that, right? Now, right. you want to be sounding a bit like this, you want to be this, you you know, and, and every band got it. I spoke to many, many people who have said the exact same thing. And uh, By the way, when yeah, you, you heard those drum sounds as a drummer, were you like, ooh, got to get me some of that? Um, or is it too too well, slick? Yeah. No, no, it's not, no, not for me. I thought it was great, you know, I mean... Uh, you know, I, I even loved the the High and Dry album. That that was a, a bigger and still a natural drum sound, as it were. Maybe they've added a couple of things underneath still, it. But still their it best album. It wasn't, uh, yeah, but it wasn't Pyromania or something, was it? It wasn't up there. Uh, uh, I would take so another hit and run over anything you know? on Pyromania any day. So, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it was good. But, you know, um, it's funny. I was just talking about a fair light last night. When my wife just saying what a nightmare machine it was, you know, to go and program that for Rock End Dead, you know, I had to sit with a guy and it was just like, poof, it took ages. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. No good. Yeah. And, <laughs> no uh, good. Oh, Dolly, that, but that drum sound is, is so good. Uh, let me get over to the uh, Limestone Brewery and you collaborated on a new beer. Talk to me about that. That on on the sense of also, you know, is it good tasting beer? But 
going outside of just the music and coming up with other product for fans and and is that something you want to be is there going to are you going to be a vintner at some point you're going to be selling wine to the folks <laughs> i drink it all <laughs> yeah? yeah 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 you'll be like uh what's yeah. that y&t there dave manichetti he's got he's a vintner vintner yeah i know i we uh, burnt out right supported Ryan T a couple of gigs over here oh, wow. a couple of year ago. Funny you met, and funny you said that about uh, Anvil. We supported them as well. Uh, so that must have been yeah, a party. I've seen that movie. They're fun. They're, <laughs> yeah, they're fun guys. Aye, fun. Aye. But, but, but talk to me about the beer. Is it brilliant. anyway? So the limestone brewery. Yeah, of course. I mean. No, it, it wasn't our idea. I mean, the band's called Burnt Out Wreck. It's got a cracking logo. The album cover just looks great. And uh, these alcohol companies just said, well, wait a minute, you know, would you be interested in that becoming like on a bottle of beer, you know, a bottle of ale? So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a uh, 7% ale and it's just absolutely wonderful, you know. Um, I know that it's uh, some people in Canada have actually ordered it and they've got it already. Uh, there's people around the world have got it, and uh, yeah, they're doing they're doing good with it up there in Staffordshire, <laughs> sending it out. Um, How amazing! We also have yes. we also sorry we also have a cider from a company called the Guatkin Cider Company in Herefordshire, and they at the same time came out and done the same thing. So we have a cider and we have an ale, and uh, Limestone also put out a beer spirit, which is forty two percent. Uh, of I have sampled a bottle of it and it didn't last the weekend. You know, it's just marvelous. <laughs> so read into that what you wish. <laughs> I'm actually uh, here. I'm trying to find it. It's uh, limestonebrewery.co.uk and uh, drinkaware. Dot. What, what's drinkaware? <laughs> yeah, you know, just uh, be responsible. You know. Okay. Okay. But but limestone brewery is where folks need to go to get to get the beer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, now, in terms of selling it uh, to Canadians and others, how do you manage to do that? Because I know here in Canada, if I buy booze in Quebec and I try to drive it to Ontario, they literally pull you over and go, you can't transport alcohol over the border. So how do you actually mail yeah, it in? But it's not us. It's that company. You know, it, they have, we just have the name and... So I don't deal with any of that, and I wouldn't be able to tell you where that started, you know. But um, they do do it. I've seen people send us pictures from all over the world <laughs> holding a bottle of it. You know, oh, that's like, terrific. Cool. Now, yeah. uh, This Is Hell came out at the end of 2020. You can't tour, uh, but if you could tour with the whole Brexit thing, how difficult has it become to be a band in the UK? Um, yeah, uh, late 2019, this is hell come out. Uh, we managed to get some gigs in and uh, up until February 2020. And uh, yeah, it was just a bit of a, obviously it's a nightmare for the whole industry, you know. And, but I don't know what it's going to be like. Everybody's worried about trying to get into Europe and stuff, you know, obviously uh, with the Brexit thing. So we've not even looked at it you know it's uh dealing with your everyday life at the moment's bad enough with covid isn't it sat around doing nothing you know so uh yeah i don't i'm not thinking of that yet and all the gigs keep getting put further and further away until next year until 
you know, but uh, thankfully we're still being considered to play at the festivals that we were booked for last year and then this year again. So cool. So, so what do you do then as a band? Do, do you just say, okay, well, let's just go back in and make another record? Do you just wait it out? Or at some point do you say, forget this and just disband? What are, what are sort of the options and, and which ones do you plan on exploring? Yeah, well, you know, the band are still together. Uh, we talk to each other online, obviously, or, or on the phone. But um, I want to get a third album, yeah, together, definitely, most definitely. And I'm in the process of doing it just now because, um, obviously, I'm writing all the stuff and then I am give it to the band and then they can learn it and make it add their little selves to it as it were their take on it and as long as it's not straying off into orbit somewhere uh, and then keep within the parameters please but anyway you know so yeah it's, that's that's the plan is just I'll finish these songs and hopefully we will be able to somehow um, with this uh, the restrictions and stuff hopefully we'll You'll get back out there. Oh, it, it's such give a, me a jab or something, you know. <laughs> such a it's such Anything a to get out. it's such a pain. Uh, in terms of uh, you in the band, obviously you're the singer, but do you want to get back behind the drums and perhaps uh, sing and drum, or perhaps just record all the albums as the drummer? Or yeah, how do you want to sort of see that? No. Um... You know, my drummer is a guy called Paul Gray. He's a drum teacher, uh, just awesome drummer. Yep. Um, he played. He played on This Is Hell. You know, um, and he was great. You know, he just. But do you ever look at him and go, "That's not how I would have done it"? Oh no, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Some of it is, some of it isn't. You know, it's like you've got to sit and get it together. You know, but. No, I, I, I've actually enjoyed the experience of having him around, actually, because he's, uh, it's just good to see his take on it. You know, I'll be saying, okay, this is it, and then he'll do something, and I'll go, all right, Christ, go with that. <laughs> okay, go with that. That's great, you know. Something I just haven't thought about, you know, so that's it. Uh, and the, the same with the rest of the band. Uh, Alex Carmichael, bass player. Just, he lives up in Scotland. I live in England. He's uh, a <laughs> bit Three and a half to four hours away from us or something, you know. It's like, you know, boom, no, <laughs> crazy, crazy times. Uh, and then I'll, I'll finish on the uh, the heavy petting thing. Do you see yourself before it's all said and done, just doing one more show or a run of shows and just put a put a sort of a point finale, as we say on it, you know, a, an exclamation point on it, and say, "Listen, been there, done that. Let's let's complete that circle." But what playing in heavy pen? Yeah, would you would you consider in the next couple of years to do a few more shows and just say let's just finish this as we started this? I think that um, Mick the drummer wouldn't be too chuffed at that. <laughs> too bad, throw him out. <laughs> no, no, Mick's a good guy. He's doing a good job in there, you know. He played half the Swallow album for Bon Lair Rec, you know. So. Um, he was the Mother's Rune drummer for years, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, see, I don't like that idea, you know, like, just get rid of the bass player and the drummer and me and Bino step back in again, you know, and, you know, and Davey, the, the new guitar player as well, you know, I mean, 
we've known David for donkey's years, you know, and uh, he's doing he's in and doing what he's doing, you know. But no, there will never be a a, a reunion at all. Not of the five original guys. Anyway. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, uh, burnt out reg. This is hell available now, and of course the uh, the alcohol is is available, and you can order it up online. <laughs> And as yeah, we yeah. say in Montreal, uh, merci, uh, sir. Uh, great pleasure. Sorry for the technical difficulties, but we got through it, and it's been it's been great. No problem. Yeah, thanks very much, Mitch. Yeah, absolutely. And and we'll do this again soon. Yes, and uh, take care, and take care, everyone out there. Please look after yourselves. And if you can ever get to see us, if we ever come to <laughs> Canada, which would just be mind blowing for me, but there. Uh, uh, come and see us. It's rock and roll, man. It's just rock and roll. It would be terrific, and, and Montreal loves its rock, so come on down. Yeah. Thank you, sir. À la prochaine. Cheers. Thank you.